0: Welcome to the Classroom Critics Podcast, a podcast by teachers uh, who love film and uh, love to talk about film. And today we're going to talk about the crime drama, The Godfather, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. My name is Bill Ivers, and I'm joined today by Andrew Martino. Hello. How are you doing? Well, we're um, moving on to a uh, another great classic, and uh this is a uh, this is one of the big ones. This is a one of those films that when I teach uh, any film studies class, it's uh, I often put it in a uh, a category with um, Citizen Kane and Casablanca, kind of like the American mm. essential films. And uh, this is this just one of those those movies that honestly, you know, when I was uh I think it was a freshman in, in in college when I when I when I saw this for the first time and, and I just really fell in love and uh with it and it really got me um hooked on on cinema yeah uh as an art form. Uh, and it just it's just really blew my mind. it's one of those movies that I that I you know throughout my childhood and I, I heard you know my my dad and uncle's reference and never got around to seeing it but you know once once I was in, in, in college and got interested in, in film, um this was you know one I, I quickly uh fell in love with and uh It's just a a fantastic story based on um, uh, Maripuzo's novel, and you know what? What are some of your initial? uh, When did you first see this? Is it? I first saw it as a kid, so I was I was uh, I
1: had to have been maybe younger than ten. Uh, when I first saw it, and I think I saw it, uh, it was maybe on a Saturday afternoon or something, or a Saturday night, mm-hmm. uh, watching it on TV. Um, and you know, the language isn't 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 terribly bad. It's the violence I think that makes it uh, shocking. But it's it's a movie that I always remember growing up with. So, like you said yourself, that you've you've heard about it. Uh, I remember seeing it at a very young age, mm-hmm. and and the thing that really struck me was how people would, uh, you know, in the movie, you know, they're, they're talking. Everyone's talking at once and eating at the same time. And that reminded me of my own family, uh, coming from an Italian-American family, and a a big family. My father's one of nine. So the family scenes and the dinner scenes uh, and everyone arguing was very familiar to me. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, obviously the crime wasn't and that that shadowy aspect Mm -hmm. wasn't of men, you know, whispering uh, to themselves. But, uh, you know, the whole idea of family like that is something that, that really struck a chord. With me, mm-hmm. and um, and of course it was. Uh, I didn't know who Al Pacino was at the time, but for some reason I knew who Brando was. So um, mm-hmm. somehow that that got me. And, and everybody that I remember in my family talking about it was it was a Brando film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't necessarily an Al Pacino film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think now, much later, it becomes more of a, a you know this is a, a Pacino film that mm-hmm. we think of Pacino
0: mainly as as The Godfather. Absolutely. Yeah. You know that's one thing we discuss. Uh, what, who does the title refer to? Right. You know. I mean, obviously, uh, the iconic image of uh, Vito Corleone yeah. um, is usually on the on the film posters, uh, and he gets top billing in the film. Yeah. But you know, in the end, um, you know, in the final line, uh, well, yeah, the final line or the final scene has. and I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. You know, has uh, Al Pacino being, uh, you know. The kissing uh, court, his hand or, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's, he becomes the godfather and uh, so you know you can make the argument that it is uh, yeah. he is the the godfather but you know let's talk a little bit about the context first because this is a film that has a a lot of a lot of backstory to it you Yeah, know, a lot of um, and it's an example I often uh, give to the kids um, you know how, how a classic film such as the, you know this film and, and many other films it's amazing that they they got made you know <laughs> with, you know they they faced so much adversity. Right. And uh, this is one of those films. And, and if you ever listen to Coppola uh, talk about this this movie, he doesn't have many fond memories uh, about it. He, he really did not en- enjoy making this film. Uh, he was basically a director for hire. Yeah, right. Um, he was, you know, it was a project that, w- you know, based on a best-selling novel. Yep. And uh, I'm not sure if you've read the novel uh, but uh, you know, it's it's not great. It's, no, it isn't. It's it's one
1: of those aspects, and I know I'll, I'll take a hit for this probably, but it's one of those few movies that are actually better than the book. Uh, I think of of uh, Doctor Chivago's the same way, uh, but the Godfather book is it's not a bad book, but it's not it doesn't
0: become that um, mythologizing force that no. I think the film. Becomes. No, I totally agree. Yeah, I mean the the book. I don't. I enjoyed reading it. but yeah. I, I found it to be a you know just a page turn. Sure, it's it's not it's not great literature. No, it isn't. It's, yeah, uh, and uh, which is sad because um, Mario Puzo is a, a strong writer. and he, right. He's written better books. Yeah, and uh, he does have a you know great poetic style. But in this, he he, he was he was writing uh, to. Um, you know, it was it was, it was a potboiler yeah. kind of book, you know. And I wonder how much Francis Ford <clears throat> Coppola uh,
1: contributed to to how great the movie is, besides being the director, but also being the co-screenwriter. With with Puzo, yeah. and and you know it's very much, uh, you know I, I said a moment ago it's it's a Marlon Brando film, but it's really a, a Francis Ford Coppola film.
0: Oh yeah, uh, yeah.
1: His, his his fingerprints are all over it. Yeah. Um, and if, if anything, it's you know it's it's really about him, yeah. uh, and I think and he said this in interviews before, yeah. and about his own family and and you know that mythologizing aspect I think is is that it's the American dream. Yeah. It's very much an American film rather than an Italian film the first line of the film I believe in America Mm -hmm. I mean that's 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 something that that's one of the things I saw the film before I read the book and I was disappointed that the book didn't start because I think it's such a great line that you know I
0: believe in America sets the pace for everything that comes after that it almost makes you think that Don Corleone doesn't believe in America. No, no, uh, uh, right. I, I think Vito, you know, the Marlon Brando character certainly doesn't, because when when Bonasera
1: comes to him, he's, you know, why didn't you come to me first, mm-hmm. knowing that the system doesn't doesn't work. that yeah. it's, you know, it's very much uh, a system that plays favorites, much like what we're seeing
0: playing out in in today's that justice has system. Gone, has not gone away. It has not gone away. <laughs> And uh, yeah, you're absolutely right about. Uh, I, I heard the same uh, commentary by Coppola, where he he basically uh, has stated that this was uh, an attempt to uh, make a fa- um, a home movie in yeah, a way, you know. Right. And there are there are some you know uniquely uh, Coppola family moments throughout yeah. um, throughout the the film that I hope we'll we'll get to. And um, I think one thing that Coppola um, did see in the book, uh, and he's critical of the book. He, he, oh, yeah. he, he, he has said that he did not. Love it. Uh, he thought that the su- the subplots. In fact, if you ever read it, it's it's um, the you know the Alp or the Michael Corleone story, um, and the Vito Corleone story is is you know it's it's the central plot. But there yeah. are some subplots that really uh, chapter upon chapter are devoted to these uh, superfluous subplots yeah. uh, that I you know I didn't find really compelling at all. Like the, you know that you know it was a, a huge character in the book is. Um, um, the singer, is, what's this? Oh, it? Uh, Johnny Fontaine. Johnny
1: Fontaine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's
0: you know his role was greatly reduced, but you know there's there's a you know his romance to um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on on who uh, he was romantically tied to in the book, but anyhow you uh, his his story was was featured incredibly you yeah know, uh, in that in that novel, but throughout all the what he's what he felt was superfluous material, Coppola saw this. The central story, you know, the the soul of the book was the story, as he put it, about a you know a king yeah. in three sons. Yeah. Uh, and that's how he saw it. He he sort of kind of elevated it to almost like a, a Shakespearean Shakespearean, yeah. definitely. Uh, you know, who's going to inherit the throne? And you, and you totally see that because this movie could have been uh, you know in the hands of another director, it could have been just a just another mob movie yeah. uh, with you know gratuitous uh, scenes of violence. Yeah. And. Um, you know, sensational sensationalism, but uh, he directed this, and, and it's edited, and everything plays out in a very classical, yeah. uh, classical way, and, and, and in a way that gangster films simply weren't uh, done uh, you know, during. You know, before this time. It, you're right. And it, for
1: me, watching it recently, it, it really reminded me, even though it takes from the Jimmy Cagney and the Humphrey Bogart films and the Edward G. Robinsons, uh, but it, it elevates it to a certain degree. I, I really think that The Godfather is a, a bona fide American tragedy, mm-hmm. um, not in the Shakespearean sense of tragedy, but more in the Greek sense yes. of tragedy, that we see this, this iconic figure, this, you know, fall from grace and the fall really isn't Vito Corleone it's Michael Corleone Mm -hmm. who can't escape who he is he can't escape his destiny and I think Pacino does a wonderful job and just you know watching it for the millionth time to see him progress as a character to be very unsure of himself Uh, and then he becomes cold and calculating by the end Mm -hmm. and, and he's a completely different character
0: yeah, perfect. I would consider it a perfect performance. A Perfect performance, and
1: uh, ironically, they wanted to get rid of him. They want, you know, everyone knows
0: the story uh, that they wanted to fire Pacino numerous times. It's it's amazing, uh, and that's you know that's some of the adversity. Uh, an example of some of the adversity that Coppola had to deal yeah. with. I mean, the, the studio, the producers were, you know, against him. Yeah, they fought and, him every step of the way. Yeah. Uh, in fact, they wanted to fire Coppola um, yeah. because the the book. Uh, as this film was in uh in production, you know, sort of outclassed him yeah as a as a director. And yeah. so, you know, they were strongly considering getting someone else a, you know a more proven director. Yeah. Because at this point Coppola directed some some beef beef films. He was a Roger Corman yeah disciple. Uh he had an Oscar uh for Patton. Patton, right. Uh but you know, he, he just wasn't a proven director, so they felt this was, you know, you know, this is a bestseller. We we need to yeah. get this right. We can't. And, and in fact, uh, it's an interesting story. Coppola had to fight tooth and nail to get this film uh, to be to remain a period piece, a 1940s yeah. story. Uh, the studio wanted them to, you know, set it present day. So you know, if you can imagine this, and so I'm thinking like it probably would have resembled like perhaps a. Um, Scorsese kind of uh, gangster movie with with that look, you know. But I can't imagine this being uh, told in any other context other than the you know post war, uh, because you know all that that post war vibe is is just present throughout the entire. That's right. You know, it's just even though a lot of it is is just um, in the setting, it's just that you know if you think about it, the, the wedding. As it's described in the in the book, actually, uh, the wedding takes place like you know in nineteen forty five, right yeah. after, uh, you know, the Americans, um, yeah. you know, one, you know, took Berlin, and so we have uh, you know this. Uh, the idea was the was this big wedding ceremony was this, uh, you know, this this celebration, A this real celebration, yeah, this, yeah. This, this sigh of relief, and um, the war hero comes home, exactly, too. yeah, right, and I think you know, Michael Corleone, as a war uh, veteran, uh, especially a war like World War, if he was, a, let's say, a Vietnam World War, uh, a Vietnam veteran, that, w- that would change. It would have been a much different story. Changed the story, big time. But he was a decorated, all-American hero, uh, and, you know, him going from that to yeah. a ruthless gangster is such a an incredible um, journey, you know, or fall, we should say. You know, and it's just a I think it's done perfectly, and I well. think you're right. I think it is a fall,
1: and I think mm-hmm. that Coppola is very um, conscious of that, trying to trying to show that fall from a legitimacy to a delegitimacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, ironically, that you know, Michael Corleone is is you know trying to bring the family into a legitimate state, yep. um, and it, it doesn't happen. It mm-hmm. can't happen. Again, you can't outrun your destiny. Right. Uh,
0: so all of these things are happening all at the same time. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, the, the quote that really rings out throughout the entire film, and actually throughout the entire saga, if you think of it, um, is the, uh, the, where at the wedding, uh, Michael says to Kay, you know, that's my family, that's, yeah, that's, that's not, not me. me, after he relays the story about Luca Brasi. And it's just, I mean, if you think about it, the wedding scene, that's got to clock in at 20 Yeah, that's minutes. a long scene, 20. I mean, yeah. I, I haven't timed it, but I'd be surprised if it's anything less than, yeah. than 20 minutes, it's And what they're doing is, you know, what he just brilliantly just, uh, you know, introduces this this great cast of characters, uh, great actors, but you know, just obviously, you know, many many of them new, uh, you know, and they all seem to mesh. Uh, they
1: all you know yeah. it was it was that moment where everything just sort of despite what the studio wanted and what the producers wanted you know Coppola had this vision that that you know came together mm-hmm. i like the fact that you know in that first 20 or 25 minutes you're you know coppola's juxtaposing the sunny wedding with the interior uh in the office which is dark which is very uh, you know uh masculine mm-hmm. as opposed to this uh, what i think of as a, a feminine wedding mm-hmm. uh you know it's very much about connie uh Carlos in the background, uh, we don't see very much of him, uh, Johnny Fontaine comes to the wedding for Connie, not for, you know, not Mm -hmm. necessarily for the wedding itself, Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, we, we get the Don, uh, in the, in the shadows, Mm -hmm. uh,
0: and it's just, it's brilliant. It's, and it's, it really shows that, um, that real hypocrisy, I mean, it wasn't viewed as a, you know, obviously from their point of view as hypocrisy, but, uh, that strange, uh, Compartmentalization right. that these these characters had, where it's like, okay, there's the family over here, uh, and they were loving husbands, they were loving brothers, sisters, they obviously loved yeah. their family, but uh, they were very obviously violent people on the you know, but and they they were able to keep that that separation, yeah. and it worked well because they you know, and this is almost like a you know like a, like a gender discussion, but you know, the, the, the women weren't, weren't allowed to right. ask. Um, they were blissfully, but you know, I, I questioned how ignorant they were. Yeah. Um, but they pretended at least, or they went along with this, uh, facade of ignorance, especially the older women. Yeah. Um, you know, Mama Corleone was, you know, just making the, making the pot, the, mm-hmm. the spaghetti sauce and, yep. uh, and singing at the wedding. And singing at the wedding. Uh,
1: she's the very, you know, she, she's a very public figure in that sense. But you just mentioned, I think it is sexist. And, and when I watched it recently, it just, it came to me, it, it was very apparent how sexist it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the whole film, and and it's full of this sort of, um, you know, angst against against strangers. It's almost xenophobic mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the conversations that some of the characters are having about African American. Americans and about yes. and about other um, minority groups you yeah. know being an immigrant society themselves uh,
0: which is you know very true of immigrant societies even in the very first monologue um, you have Bonacera discussing uh the the boyfriend yeah yeah not an italian right not an italian yeah. make sure he mentions that doesn't he yeah <laughs> uh, as if to say you know I should I should have known yeah you know and uh, yeah. we need to
1: stick with our own kind. You're right. Um, yeah, and it becomes it becomes problematic, and you can almost miss that. Mm-hmm. It's so subtle yeah. the way that that's worked in there. It's 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 worth it. I don't know if anyone's ever done a study on that, but it's certainly worth it Big if time. no one has. Big time. Uh, and you yeah, have,
0: you have Kay Adams too. Yeah, uh, she's a character who's from New Hampshire. Yeah, she's con- you know she has that um, incredible. Um, well, she, you know, she's considered, uh, you know, the all-American girl. Yep. You know, she's uh, she's very know, white, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Yep. She's and, and she's, you know, it, 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 it's not necessarily um, brought out in the film or, or, or fleshed out very much. But you know, it's it's very much it was very much a, a risky thing for yep. Michael to want to date her, and, and it's very interesting that right at the beginning to kind of show how he's different. Uh, He brings her into the family. Yeah, yeah, and she reluctantly. Yeah, yeah. She, you know, she doesn't. You know, and she's she's suspicious right from the beginning too. That she's sort of. She's in a world that she has no really no idea. about. But I don't find her a sympathetic
1: character. Uh, yeah. When I watched it recently, I, I really disliked her yeah. as a character. I yeah. found her this this sort of holier than thou attitude that she yeah. has. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know if, if Coppola was doing this on purpose, was giving her, you know, instructions on how to act. But uh, you know, it, it's it's very strange that the film ends with her. That it's you know that that the camera right, is on her. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and I don't know what to make of that, but
1: it's certainly um, it's certainly worth considering. Well, there's
0: a couple point of... Uh, the point of view shot at the end... Uh, well, there's a couple. There's a point of view shot looking into the the den yeah. when he's getting yeah. uh, his, his hand kissed. And then, you know, it's from her point of view, of course. Yeah. So the last thing we see is a point of view shot from Michael. Yeah. As uh, if to say, you know, um, he's seeing that... Perhaps part of his life yeah. you know, being closed. There's a lot of closed doors. A lot of closed doors. Yeah, uh, doors being closed upon women. You know, if you want to even you know bring the discussion to the Godfather Part Two, which i are not necessarily here to discuss, but uh, you know that theme is is definitely carried. Oh, yeah. There's a scene um, in the Godfather Two where Don Corleone uh, this is when he first comes to America. He through through his window, his apartment window, he's um, you know, Clemenza, young Clemenza, throws him a. a Bag of guns. Uh, yeah. And he, he looks inside uh, the guns, and he goes into the other room, and uh, he looks, uh, this is Don Corleone, uh, he looks, you know, into the other room, and he sees his wife looking in, and he just shuts the door. Yeah. And she doesn't knock and say, well, you know, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Which all of our wives will, I know. will, will yeah. do that. <laughs> uh, the different times, I guess. Uh, and Kay represents the beginning yeah. of those new times, if you think about it, because yeah. she asks lots of questions. Sure. And... Uh, You know, starting at the wedding, you know, she's asking questions about, you know, who, you know, who's this guy, Luca Brasi? And, you know, she she wants to know. Um, And uh, she still goes forward with it. She still seems to love Michael. um, But, you know, regardless of all this shady news that's coming her way, you know, the first thing she hears at the wedding is, you know, Luca Brasi's, you know, the... He's a real yeah. vile character. If, I mean, if you read the book, it even goes even. Oh, further. a lot. Yeah, they. He he throws uh, uh, his mistress' baby uh, that he conceived his child into the into a furnace. Yeah, I mean, so it's I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's loathsome. This character is supposed to be the you know pure evil. Yeah, but you know, kind of flesh that out. You know, she, uh, Michael Coulion tells a story about you know how um, Johnny Fontaine was released from the, the band leaders. Contact. Yeah. So, you know, and once again, it's just, it's just part of that whole wedding scene, which is the, you know, the, the fleshing out of these characters that you're going to be living with for the next couple hours. Yeah. And and sometimes it's done just in just, you know, just a couple of, uh, simple shots. Yeah. You know, just the, 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 scene of Tessio dancing with the little girl on his feet. Yeah. And that's the stuff you see in real weddings. Oh, absolutely. You know, real yeah. You know, family weddings, traditional family yeah. weddings. Um, and uh, I love the scene where it has Clemenza, you know, dancing around and and you you get to see like how powerful these characters are with just a few lines, yeah. you know, Clemenza, you know, he has, he has a, a lackey always right yeah. next to him. He's like, you know, Pauly, more wine, yeah. you know, go do your job. So, you know, these guys uh, walk these around the neighborhood, guys. I think is what he says. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And of course you have Sonny, you know, he's, he's yeah. the, the heir apparent. He's, yeah. He's the prince uh, at, at first. and. He spits on an FBI agent's mm-hmm. credential. It shows you just how powerful these guys were, and the disdain they
1: have for for uh, for law and order. Yeah, uh, but yet they come out sympathetic. I think, yeah. and it's the FBI that we don't have sympathy for. Yeah, uh, or you or know, the it's, police. It's, or, or the police. Yeah, and you know, it, it's something that's that's very strange that's happening in in, in American culture.
0: I know, and, and you have. Um the temperament of these characters yeah. revealed almost uh, immediately. You have, you know, obviously Sonny, the the emotional uh, person who doesn't think necessarily right. cal- in a calculated manner. He reacts. Uh, he's the one who smashes the reporter's yeah. camera and, you know, throws down the money. You know, my students love that part, you know, yeah, it's like, yeah. wow, but, you know what uh <laughs> what swag
1: he has you know <laughs> he sonny is the anti-hamlet you know he doesn't he doesn't think at all and 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 even when he beats up carlo in the, in that scene where, uh-huh. where where he found that the sister was beaten uh where sonny found his own sister beaten and uh, you know it's just yeah um it, it's brutal and he's this sort of that that brutality
0: personified and, and Vito Corleone has that brutality. Yeah. He's capable of that. Uh, but he, he's famously known for someone who doesn't react. Uh, he's very calculated. And Much he, more calculated. And he doesn't allow personal feelings to, yeah. ju- to to rule over his judgments. And Fredo, on the other hand, is uh, he's the sensitive yeah. one. And so he kind of almost represents Vito's uh, sensitive side, which he yeah. also does have. And uh, that scene... Um, uh, or at least the the, the 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 cuddly nature, perhaps, of, yeah. of Fredo. You know, is seen in that that moment where he kind of goes up to the table and he kisses Kay. And he's drunk. He, he's, yeah, <laughs> he's drunk. And uh, and of course, you know, Michael has basically. He's probably more like his father than yeah. than the others. He has you know all the he has you know the positive traits as well. Yeah. Um, but he, there's something else there that uh, makes him go f- further. It uh, makes him more of a tragic figure than, you know. I guess that's something to discuss too. What what is the tragic flaw that Michael has? Yeah. You know, is it is it hubris? Is it um, is it paranoia? You know. I mean, if you want to talk about this in a historic uh, sense, you know, we have um, you know the Nixon administration yeah. happening in this. You know, around this time, especially you can read into that more with with uh, you know, Godfather Part Two, right, right. You know, the the, the par- paranoia, uh, political paranoia of, of of Nixon, you know, I think is, is something that you can read into the character of Michael Corleone. Oh, absolutely. You know, who just he, he does things that he doesn't need to do. You know, his power is well established. Yeah. You know, um, so. Um, you want to discuss perhaps some of the the actual filmmaking um, itself, some of the nuts and bolts. Sure, um, we, and I love the way this film looks. So do I. You know, it's it's uh, you know the cinematography of uh, Gordon Willis. Yeah. You know. The, it's brilliant. Uh, you know, the Prince of Darkness, uh, as he was called, and he just um, he's he's just he, his his visual um, tendencies are just you know they obviously go to the. You know the he airs on the side of darkness almost yeah. always but it's 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 not over the line no uh, in fact it's one of the things that Coppola and I guess in turn uh, Gordon Willis got pushed back on is the fact that it's like you can't see anyway it's, yeah. just, it's just so dark and around this time you know driving you know driving theaters were uh, you know obviously they weren't you know fully um, phased out yet and so a lot of the, a lot of these you know big movies at the time were' seen at the driving yeah and uh, you know it, I don't know if you've ever seen a, a driving movie recently. I have, but if yeah. I, not recently. But yeah, you know, it, it, some of the darker scenes are, are very yeah. difficult to see if uh, if the lighting's not great. Yeah. But th- you know, they weren't going to let that yeah. dictate their their statement. So, you know, as as you mentioned before, the interior scenes of the um, you know The Godfather's Death yeah. is just you know, it, you have you know just incredible use of um, you know source lighting yeah. or perceived source lighting where you just have a. You know, whatever a, lamp, a lone lamp, you know, just lighting up the you know discussion, but everything else is just in the in the shadows. It's beautifully shot, and and especially those scenes in Sicily, mm-hmm. uh, where
1: where where they're walking outside, mm-hmm. uh, and, and all of that light. Um, it's just it's magnificent what he does. I've always loved what what all of uh, Coppola's films, or most of them, what he does with color is absolutely incredible. Absolutely, uh, you know, it's it's it's. it's in a, in a sense that, that, for me, that's what makes a, a, a Francis Ford Coppola film a Francis Ford Coppola film, the yes. way the way that it looks. Uh, and I know that sounds a bit redundant. Uh, you know, he's the director, of course, it's going to look the way he wants it to look. But there's something about a Coppola film you can tell right off the bat. Yes. I think Scorsese's the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, Scorsese's much more, it's the camera shots uh, where, where... In the editing
0: with, yeah, with it's, Scorsese. Yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I... I Totally see uh, Coppola's personal, you know, signature. It's a much more flowing
1: uh, a picture than, than what something like Scorsese does. Oh yeah, it's it's almost Faulknerian
0: in its storytelling. Mm-hmm. That that sort of stream of consciousness how it runs together like that. Yep. It's, oh, yeah. it's it's just brilliant. And yeah, the the Sicilia Sicilian scenes are very, uh, you know, I think they're. In fact, that's one of the other things that he had to fight for. Yeah, they. they and the producers were asking him, "Do we really, yeah, do we really need these scenes in Sicily? I mean, can't he just go away and come they back? They can go into into California <laughs> desert, and, yeah. They could, uh, Yeah, Do we yeah. really need this? Uh, but Coppola, he loves authenticity, yeah. and he need he needed those um, those scenes. And yeah, I mean, it's a very you know pastoral part of yeah, in, in, exactly. That's the perfect word for it. And yeah. uh, it, it's honestly, I mean, the directorial choice of having the music itself uh, change. You know, yeah. you, you have the you know uh, i couldn't tell you the exact piece uh the title of the piece but i th- i think it's basically called you know um uh, sicilian pastoral yeah you know um kind of it shifts to that music once he's over there you know it's a beautiful I mean, one of, honestly one of my favorite edits i think in film history where it shows right after um it's been uh revealed to uh, don Corleone who's on the mend uh, after you know coming home from the hospital he's yeah. in, he's in bed and he's, he's been told that, look, um, it was Michael yeah. who killed McCluskey. And you can just, I mean, in a brilliant just moment of uh, of acting, Coppola uh, or Brando just basically with one gesture just l- looks so heartbroken. Defeated, completely defeated. He, he, lifts, he just lifts his hand like this. Yeah. And everyone knows that means get out of the room. Yeah. And uh, because he knows, he knows that... There's no—because it's, it's, he, he saw himself in that moment because yeah. he knows, you know, with his own first killing, which, you know, is told in the book and in Godfather Two, his yeah. first killing, which was— uh, the, the black hand, wasn't it? Hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And so he knows that once you cross that— That's it, that you can't go back the, from that. Yeah. And, and so he's heartbroken. But anyhow, that, that moment, you have uh, an incredible um, dissolve— into the the Sicilian scene, yeah. and it shows Michael, you know, going across uh, going across the the terrain with yeah. his bodyguards and the the music from um, you know that that scene, just the beautiful, almost Sicilian. It's it, it's classical, but it has you know a really neat Sicilian yeah. um, you know ethnic vibe to it. It does. I mean, because that's another thing that Coppola really had to fight for too. I mean, because producers think they know you know often that they, they they know what kind of music is necessary right. for him. and I, he, he actually had to fight for the music because yeah. they um, I forget the um, Al, Al ruddy was the producer Coppola would you know did say that he Al Ruddy thought that he was a, an expert with music because I think he had yeah. some of his uh, previously produced movies won some, you know, Grammys yeah. or, or Oscars. And,
1: and especially when Coppola wants to put his own father on this, you know, yeah. he's going to, to compose the music and, and and lead into that. So, you know, it's very much a family affair that way, as we've said earlier. But mm-hmm. you're right, you know, the producers put up the money. They mm-hmm. they feel that they have a certain, uh, and they do, I suppose, rightly, mm-hmm. they're putting up the money for it, and they, they should have a say. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Coppola being the artist that he is, and that's a word I'm not Entirely fond of, mm-hmm. uh,
0: but he certainly is that. You know, it's 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 his film to to do you yeah, know, to, to go back to he's, it. He's he's a definite auteur, yeah. and he, he deserves that. Carp lunch, um, yeah. And and he he wanted a, a very classical feel, yeah. and uh, you know he um, Nino Rota, Nino, Nino Rota uh, you know, obviously he, he's famous for um, his Fellini scores Yeah, right. And uh, you know, an, an Italian. Uh, composer, perfect. You know, yep. perfect for this film. And uh, you can that th- that ethnicity is definitely there. Where you know, if it was up to the producers, they perhaps would have just went with a you know, session um, musicians or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that, you know that that and if you if, know if you think about it, this movie visually it has a very you know brassy look to it. Yeah, which you know that was uh, a real. Uh, you know, conscious choice to make it look like um, photography, yeah. like color photography right, right. From, this, from this era, and uh, that was that became almost like a thing. You know, with um, with a lot of period films after this. You know, a lot of the films did have. The, I mean, if you if you when I think of The Godfather, when I think of most of the, the colors that stand out to me, uh, you know, you know, reds, lots yeah. of reds, orange, uh, everything just has that. Again, that that's, that brassy. Uh, overall look to it and it's just for me that really captures that yeah. you know, it makes you feel like you're watching another era do you, do you know the story about the oranges have you heard the story yeah supposedly it's a uh, you know um a death, a symbol, yeah, uh, a, a foreshadowing of, <laughs> foreshadowing of what's up. coming. Yeah, either either a, a real violent act, yeah. so, or what character was going to be, uh, killed. yeah. And it's you know, I, I, the
1: last time I saw it, which which was last night actually, I, I made sure I paid attention to the oranges. Uh, and the first time we see an orange is when Tessio throws, throws up. one up in the oh, air, yeah. uh, and you know, he's and he's a goner. He's a goner. <laughs> and, and it's you know, it's 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 brilliant the way that that they sort of put these things into into yeah. the film. I I can't say this
0: for sure, but I think Coppola has denied. Yeah. Uh, but you know, obviously, who knows if he's telling the truth? But he has denied that as a conscious sort of um, whatever. If he if he if, if he if it wasn't conscious, it's it's one of the most happy accidents
1: I've ever seen in my life. Well, uh, because it works, and it, you can you can follow the film, all
0: three films, as a matter of fact, and it's there. It is there. It's it there. Is there. His explanation is that. Um, you know, whenever they were designing a scene, you know he does like to uh, add sort of a vibrancy, yeah. as you said, of color. Yeah. And he says uh, a very easy way to do that is to often have fruit. Yeah. And oranges just. Yeah. It's it's, a, it's another mm-hmm. color that you wouldn't necessarily see unless you had oranges right. in the bowl Right. Uh, so it sort of just gives a it kind of makes the color palette a little bit yeah. more vibrant. That's. But yeah, um, I think one of the more. I, I talk. I talk about. I almost. I almost reluctant to tell my students that, but I always do. Yeah. Because what happens is they, they're looking for it. The then they Land. look for it, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's almost like you know, where's wall? They become preoccupied. Right. With the oranges. Right. Yeah. And you know, I think. Um, I think a very interesting shot actually, and this is an interesting example of Coppola and um, Gordon Willis kind of butting heads because. I think there were some arguments between the two of them. Yeah. Uh, there was, you know, the Godfather scene where he gets, you know, the assassination attempt. This is a very classic cinematography-wise. It's a very classical uh, kind of approach. There's, you know, none of the shots, you know, quote, call attention to themselves really. Yeah, right. It's very okay. Here's a scene. The camera. Yeah, th- there's nothing in the way necessarily uh, in terms of tricky. Wellesian yeah, angles, right. Nothing really clever or ob- you know obvious in that manner. So, but th- there's one example that um, where you have the, the the assassination attempt, and the you know he, he gets shot and he's falling down. The oranges yeah. get you know spill all over the street, and there is a an overhead shot, um, which Gordon Willis I guess fought. You know, he's like, well, from from whose point of view is that? Yeah. <laughs> you know why are we suddenly above him? You know, if you think about well, this, there's, there's really no other shots Yeah. You know, um, it's it's just all very methodical camera work. Even um, when it comes to, let's say, you know, zooming in or zooming out, there's not much. Yeah. Of, there's, I mean, there's a couple famous examples. Like, sure. Like the the very beginning, you know, yeah. where his, you know it's on his uh, Bonacera's face and sort of, you know, very slowly uh, zooms out. Yeah. And then you have Michael, the very first time where he is um, basically t- trying to get involved for the yeah. first time where he's talking to... Um, Sonny and um, and Tom, Tom. Yep. About uh, you know we, we got to kill the we got to kill yeah. the class. we can't wait. Yeah, can't, can't wait. And so the camera as he's making that little speech is zooming in on him slowly. Yeah. he's in the in the chair. Yeah. you know,
1: the chair. Looking very uncomfortable, I might add. Yeah. You know, he never looks comfortable in his own skin, which I think is is one of the problems the producers had with, with Pacino, that he doesn't look comfortable. But I think Pacino really did this on purpose. Sure. I, I really think that he, he sort of had an idea of what, what Michael was supposed to be like and how he was supposed to change. Because eventually he looks very comfortable. Very comfortable <laughs> at the end. Exactly. Yeah. You, you can see a, a, a complete difference um, in the way that he dresses, in the way that he carries himself. Yeah. Um, although he still Still walks over. He still got that sort of Pacino weary, world weary sort of walk, uh, even at the end. But yes. um, yeah. but you know, th- there's something th- there's something uh, re-
0: remarkable about the the change in his character. Yeah, when he steps out of the limousine after coming, it's the first time we see him uh, home from Sicily. Yeah, and he basically. Ambushes yeah. Kay. In a threatening way, really. I mean, it's. It
1: uh, last night when, when I when I saw it, it was, I was, uh, you know, it was. It's very off putting, that scene in particular. Oh, yeah. uh, and that, you know, I said a, a couple of minutes ago that I didn't find Kay um, uh, sympathetic. I don't, but I do in that scene. Yeah. Uh, I think she is backed into a corner. Yeah, she gets, um, she gets in the car. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, he's been away for
0: over a year. Or he's been back for over a year uh, and didn't try to make contact with so her. So at least. At least two years. Yeah, since right. Years. I mean, imagine, you know, when you were single or something, yeah. know, going back to an ex-girlfriend after two years and saying, "Marry me, marry me," <laughs> out of the blue like that. I know. Yeah, but yeah. And you're right. That is a very off-putting, yeah. um, little speech he gives to K. Yeah, yeah, basically. If you think about it, if done differently, it could have been an extremely sappy, oh yeah, cheesy, like roll your eyes kind of yeah. little romantic scene. But it obviously was directed and acted yeah. in a way where it was this is just unnatural this is not how it's supposed to go. It shows the ferocity
1: and and the coldness of, of who Michael Corleone yeah. had become right. or was in the midst of becoming. Yeah. It's very homeric. It's you know she's like Penelope waiting for Odysseus to return. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not it's been all of that time. She's not she's not moved on
0: with her life. No. Um and and he returns to claim what is his. And it's very forceful because she she resists she, yeah. you know she basically says michael it's you know it's too late it, she knows she knows yeah. in her heart that it's yeah. that what she's getting into is beyond her yeah and she still goes with yeah. it um, you know and he doesn't even wait for an answer no uh, he just basically gestures for the car opens the door and she gets in and they get you know they get in together and just when he steps out of the car for the first time it, you can see uh, you know the the look of his father yeah. there because it's for the first time where he looks like a true yeah. mobster. Yeah, you know with the you know the, the, costume, the costume, the costuming and, and everything, the yeah. hat. But a mobster in the old world way. Yeah, you know um, we're not we're not we're not seeing a story of a modern mafia. Right, we're we're seeing the end, the remnants of an old world style right. mafia. You know, the and he's trying to kind of. Um, Michael seems to be holding on to that a little bit, yeah. yet trying to usher in the future at the same time. Yeah. We're not, we're not in Scorsese's world of, right. you know, um, you know, nineteen seventies right. mafia. Um, that would just, come, and, and, and in fact, it's interesting you mention that because
1: Mo Green makes a direct, you know, a comment about that when he tells them, when he tells Michael, when Michael says you're going to give me pretty much, you're you're going to sell me uh, mm-hmm. your your your. Um, um, Casino, mm-hmm. you know, you,
0: everyone knows that the Corleone family's done yeah, his way. Of it, doing it's old is fashioned. Over. It's over. Yeah, it's over. I mean because that generation had, you know, it, it were very adverse to right. drug dealing. Right, right, and uh, and that obviously became the bread and butter of a lot of mafia activity. Yeah. You know, especially when we when we get to Scorsese's yeah. era. You know, the Goodfellas. That's uh, right. Which I think uh, I think the the first scene of Goodfellas is, is the sixties I think yeah you know? yeah and so there's they're different worlds and uh, you can see that old school um, that's you know that old world approach in Michael yeah. uh, and he wants some of the things that his father uh, taught him you know like he wants that obedient yeah you, that's almost that almost sort of in my mind is why he wants uh, at first you know the uh, the Sicilian girl as his wife you right. know, the Apollonia. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's going to be like her mother, or yeah. his, mother, his mother rather. Um, she's a very traditional, and I, I love some of those scenes uh, from Sicily where it just shows you some of the, the old world values that are just. That are still there. The um, father Vitelli of, of Apollonia is just—I mean—he's yeah. only on for a short time, but it's—it's it's, you he's know, still the it's thing. exactly what what you would expect. Oh yeah, uh, from from someone in in that sort of uh, world. Yeah, and it shows you Michael during the scene where he—you know—they go back to his—they um, go to the the, the was it a saloon or a little. Yeah, bit yeah,
1: bar. little, yeah.
0: And uh, you know, they talk about this this lovely young lady they saw, yeah. and they're you know a little bit out of, uh, out of line in their descriptions. Yeah. And, and when they realize that, you know, like, crap, this is, this is her father. Let's get out of here. <laughs> out of here. Well, Michael, Michael, you know, he starts to show some um, characteristics of his, yeah. of his dad. He takes control of the situation, yeah. uh, gets his way, and, and does it in a threat there. You know, there is a threat. He basically says, look, you can go along with me. Um, you can basically, you're either for me or against me. Yeah. Isn't that, is that the impression yeah. that you
1: get when, I, when you, you you'll, that? you'll either die or or get me as a son-in-law. That's basically <laughs> the
0: alternative. So it's a no-brainer at that particular point. And the father's impressed. Yeah. The father's, I mean, most modern people <laughs> would be a little bit afraid yeah. of that. Like, you know, uh, you know, what am I getting into? But this is this is uh, Sicily, as yeah. I said, you know, and, and uh, this is how it kind of works there. There's the, the powerful and then there's everyone right. else. And so his daughter is going to be um, with a powerful man. Yeah, and- you know, I, I
1: didn't, I didn't think of it till you just really mentioned it. it. It's how much The Godfather is, you know, one foot in the old world, one foot in the new, and it is that sort of inter interregnum period where things are changing in American society so quickly and then you go back to the old world and things don't change yeah that it's still the same it is a- and michael is sort of not you know maybe that's why he's not comfortable in his own skin because he is neither modern nor old-fashioned yeah. you know in that sense he uh, is, which yeah. makes him much more of a of a tragic character he is maybe this tragic flaw is the fact that he doesn't
0: belong to any specific time yeah. or place I, I think that's that that is it i think that's that's really the essence of it, and uh, when uh, you know the, some of the, I mean, Michael d- d- doesn't ask ask her, Apollonia, right. if she's interested. Right, <laughs> it's, right. It's, you ask the parents. He shows up to begin the courting yeah. uh, ritual. Brings a gift that she re- she only receives after looking at her mother. Right. You know, he gets. She gets the gift. Looks at her, and then she gives. Gets the permission to open yeah. it up, um, which is obviously a very yeah. old world. And I, I love—it's a humorous scene, but it shows the two of them talking, walking along, <laughs> the old ladies following. The old ladies, yeah, yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah. yeah, and then the bodyguards. Yeah. it's the old ladies first, and then the bodyguards. Absolutely. Yeah. So
1: after uh, a few it's, it's one of my favorite scenes in the entire film. Yeah,
0: and it's—you know—it's less than a minute. Definitely, it's—it's it's great. And uh, of course, she doesn't make it out of Sicily, and uh, I think that is a a key moment yeah. in witnessing. Her death, I think, just make you know makes him right. more vicious, more angry. Um, and uh, what's interesting is that uh, in part two, there is a re- that's one one situation that is not uh, there's no revenge right. that we're shown, but there is a deleted scene or a scene that just was never included. I think it was actually put back in for the you know remember the Godfather saga, yeah. basically a yeah. chronological telling of it, which might be an apocryphal kind of thing but it's uh, anyhow but there's a scene where Michael goes back and uh, his bodyguard who perpetrated this uh, or was used uh, he comes he's in America after a few years you know he owns a pizza shop I guess and he gets his you know but um, so Michael but Michael still needs a wife right so it's interesting that he chooses Kay because Kay is night and day from Apollonia you wonder that's one thing that always puzzled me what I mean Michael could have found someone else yeah. someone that was more like his mother someone that wasn't I mean he had to much more up. submissive yeah yeah because she keeps prying you know yeah. the, the final scene she keeps per, you know pursuing she, he still lies to her yeah um, but she wasn't gonna stick around right she wasn't gonna you know be part of that. So yeah. the only the only
1: vulnerability he ever shows with her is really in in in, in Godfather Three, which I don't really want to talk about because it's kind of a bad film. <laughs> but uh, you know when he says you know something like uh, you know all right kill me here's the knife you know take it and stab me
0: yeah.
1: uh, when they're when they're at their um, I think it's their son's becoming a priest or, or, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. at one of those celebrations and you know he changes
0: again. Uh, from that moment. Yeah. But, sure, sure. But we won't talk about Godfather. 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... I, I think the film is a. Uh, I don't. I I don't want to talk about it. I, I think Godfather Three. There's some good things there.
1: Oh, absolutely! But it could have been a great film. It just. It could yeah. have been. It could have been. I think really, really a tremendous uh, third part. Yeah. Um, but you know, Pacino has gone on record saying that it, Francis had just lost his son prior to shooting it, and yeah. it was still you know consumed. With, you know, understandably so, consumed with grief, and yeah. and just wasn't wasn't there
0: for the making it's of right, it. Wasn't in it, so. Um, and yeah, the, uh, the the arc of Michael is just incredible. I mean, we talked about how Michael is a uh, you know, or Al Pacino was almost out of a job, yeah, uh, right in you know mid mid production, and uh, Coppola has said in interviews that the you know the producers wanted him to have yep. actors like you know although he's a great actor uh, you know he's, he's good in his own right uh, robert redford yeah in the role of michael martin sheen was up for the role yeah um and now can you imagine seeing those no. yeah not in the slightest no uh, there are actually some screen tests of um james Cunn yeah as michael yeah. and robert de niro as Sonny yeah and uh man it just shows you how casting yeah. is absolutely essential and uh, it wasn't until, uh, according to Coppola, that, uh, you know, the scene in the restaurant yeah, with, where, his, where Michael really um, got some job security, yeah. you know, uh, because, you know, I mean, who can argue with that yeah. as a great performance? It's one of the greatest scenes in all of cinema. It is. It truly is. And uh, it's, it, honestly, I mean, it, it's one of those, okay, if you're going to be a director, if you have any interest in filmmaking and how you construct a scene... Yeah. You, you just you got to look at you the, have to know that you yeah. have to know that scene because I mean it's um, it's 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 everything it's, it's Hitchcockian yes yeah. it's, it's um, it just shows you a character who is you know who, who's becoming something incredibly yeah. different and, and which you know before we talk about that scene a little bit more I, I mean what what makes Michael change and your uh, I'm not sure if I've nailed this down in my mind but. Uh, Something obviously. Michael goes from a, a character who says this is not my, this is not me. It's my right. family, to a character who boldly steps up and says, "I'm going to kill a cop." We can't wait. We, we cannot yeah. wait. Um, I'm, and not only that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. do this. I mean, what, what happens? What, I, I think that I think that you've hit the nail on the
1: head. I don't necessarily think that he changes. Uh, I think it's always there, and he was repressing it and and there's something that happens when he finds his father alone that that mm. changes him that that maybe that that protection that you know he comes to the realization at that point that sonny's not the person for the job. Um, But I think it's always there. And I think he just, there's a certain point where he gives into it. When Enzo the baker comes in and they sort of, they have that elaborate scene on the steps where, you know, let's pretend we have guns. And they don't. Um, And it works. It does, Um, And then McCluskey comes and and punches and breaks his jaw. Um, I think at that point he finally gives in to who he really is. Yeah. So I mean, we've been talking a lot about how he changes, and his character does change. But I think that that, that part, that tragic flaw of giving in to, to who you are, of not trying to escape, is is um, is what finally happens it, to
0: him. And it is liberating to finally embrace. Yeah, and I think yeah, and that's I think that's what he. You're right. I think that's what he does. And I I do find that scene to be you know absolutely key. The hospital scene. Where yeah. He, And I I think that's probably I I can't think of another moment, but I think the first time Michael, as a character, takes control of a situation is when when he says, "Nurse, wait here." (laughs) Yep. We're going to move my father. Yeah, yeah. And she resists. Yep. And he
1: he doesn't take no for an
0: answer. No. And they they move him. You're absolutely right. And then uh, I think a very touching moment. You know, it's it's a it's a line of dialogue that has that's you know that's loaded with meaning where he says, "You know, I'm with you." Yeah, I'm with you, Pop. You know, I'm here. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm with you physically. I'm also with you spiritually. Now, you know, where, we're, we're you know, I'm going to protect you. Yeah. And then, uh, as you, you know, the scene out front, which I think is also, uh, um, key, where he, you know, again, I think sometimes it's just incredible when you, with, with, with film, you can just, you can say so much with just a visual. Absolutely. And uh, you know, the, the scene where the. The baker, baker's son is trying to light his cigarette, and Michael helps him out. And then there's just a, a little shot that you can just totally not see, yeah. uh, if you're not paying attention. He takes the lighter, he lights the cigarette with no problem, and then he looks at his hands, yeah. and they're not shaking. Yep. And and and, and it is a shot back uh, on Michael's face, and he's like, he's there's almost, a pause. He, he's almost like saying to himself, you know, I'm, why aren't I nervous? Yeah. <laughs> Which you know, it, perhaps it goes back to you know, as a as a. A veteran, you know, he's used to this right. high level of stress, and you know, but he—it's just in his DNA to yeah. handle things like this with a calm, a uh, calmness, and a calculation. And at least in the film,
1: it's never clear why he's a war hero, uh, or if he even is one. Whether it's the fact that that the family think he's a war hero, or did he kill? You know, did he kill the enemy over there? Did mm-hmm. he save somebody's life? That's sort of left ambiguous, yeah, right. deliberately ambiguous.
0: Yeah, I don't even think I'm, I could be wrong, but I don't remember. Yeah, I don't in the book.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I've read the book twenty-five years ago, so I don't remember large, large parts of it. But um, so you know, there is that sense of we don't know who this person is.
0: We don't. Yeah, and we, there is that distance too. That is, that's obviously very purposeful. You know, Coppola does not. Um, I don't think it's an extremely intimate. Study of these people. I mean, no, yeah. I, I think. I mean, we do get to know them uh, reasonably well, uh, to the point where, you know, I think, obviously, we're satisfied with with, right. the, with the portrait. But I don't think we're necessarily brought into this closed world with all that, with all the, with all the no. detail that we might want. There's know. always one door closed to use your, your metaphor. Yeah.
1: Uh you know, that, that you know, even the viewer doesn't get in on right. that. So there's always something separating us from yeah. from these lives. And and I think in other films that might have been uh very frustrating. But mm-hmm. in this film it works perfectly. We're not meant to know who exactly who they are. Yeah. The mythology is supposed to at least from my point of view, the mythology is supposed to come out yeah. on top.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um,
1: and, and these are human beings that are flawed, and they are human beings that are essentially um, bad people. Uh, I mean, that's an understatement. These, yeah. are, these are evil. Um, yeah. They contribute nothing to society other yeah. than violence. That's right, yeah. It, it, They're not even good family men. I mean, if you look yeah. at how all of them treat their wives, even Vito Corleone, there's this sense of, of remoteness uh, when it's not violent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, the best is, is Carlo and the way he treats uh, Connie, you know, mm-hmm. especially in that scene when he whips her with the belt uh, yeah. as she's pregnant. Yeah. Um, but this is a very sort of patriarchal society. All right? Yeah. And, 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 you know, Sonny even says it at one point, something to the effect of, you know, yeah.
0: this is why women need to stay in the background or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and it's it's pretty much cultural, uh, at least in their world, that you, you have your mistress and that's accepted. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, th- I think it's, I forget exactly, I think it might have been Don Corleone at some point basically uh, said at some point, you know, uh, um, I, I might be getting mixed up with another film. But it, it's basically except, I mean, Don Corleone, Vito Corleone knows very well yep. that, that his son has a, has a mistress. Yeah. And, I, and, I you know, we don't know if Vito, yeah. if that's something that's part of his um his world but but he does say in an early
1: scene uh, he, he, he's he's asking I forgot who he was asking um, do you spend time with your with your family yeah, that's so because a man 20. yeah yeah because yeah. a man who, that's right a man who does not spend time with his family is not a man and he gives that sly little look at, at Sonny yeah um, you know the the sort
0: of that, uh, scolding so maybe it's, he disapproves of it yeah you know? maybe yeah. He disapproves of it but yeah it's, it's almost like he's giving him a little life lesson yeah. even at yeah. the age of 30 he's yeah. still trying to be a, I, I do like that you, you do buy into that these are this is a father and son's uh, dynamic. Yeah. I, I love you know, the scene where um, you know, it, obviously, it's a, it's a very key scene where they're talking to uh, yeah about you know the, the drug dealer in their yeah. meeting and the whole meaning. And, and um, Santino basically says, you know, you know, you're trying to tell. He, he, he's enticed by the deal. Yeah. And so uh, Don Vito gives Sonny like this look, like you know, like one of the greatest looks in all of the, all of
1: movie history, I think. By the way, uh, Rando's so brilliant; all he has to do is look at him, and you know, even I'm sitting on you know the other end of the screen, and I don't want to. You know, I, I'm I'm embarrassed.
0: We've all him. gotten that look from yeah, my, from exactly our parents, right. You know, yeah. And I give that look to my son. That's right. So. Yeah, <laughs> it it's, doesn't work quite as well. I'm sure does but. not work. No, no, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So I mean, you. you and that's that's really kind of the culture that, um, from what I, I've heard in interviews, that Coppola really kind of yeah. uh, created with the cast. You know, he actually would would uh, encourage dinners and, and just fa- like a family atmosphere among yeah. the cast. And um, you know, and, and after you know after Salazo leaves, you know, you have uh, Vito going up to Sonny saying, "You know, Sonny, come here." What's the matter with you? you know? I think your brain's gone soft from that from that
1: woman. That all that time you're spending. Yeah, exactly. So
0: yeah, he knows about it. Yeah, yeah. What's the matter? I mean, I there's an Italian part of my family too, and it, you know that, that's a phrase that you hear heard yeah. quite often. You know, what's the matter with you? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, get out of here. That's <laughs> right. I still hear it in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and it, what's interesting too is is when you when you think about it, there aren't many scenes between Vito. And Michael, right? I mean, how many are there? Two, three? I think there's maybe three. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's one incredible, um, beautiful scene. You know, towards right before Vito's death. Yeah, know, they're sitting in the backyard, yeah. and obviously that that scene with you know that scene. They're going
1: over the Barzini, uh, You know who's who's the who's the the traitor? Yeah. And we hear some
0: regret from yeah. from Vito, although he does say, you know, I I don't apologize. Yeah. It, for you know, my way of living, yeah, yeah I, I, you know, I took care of my family, and he, you know, refused to be a fool. Yeah, uh, dancing on the strings right. held by the big shots, which is the iconic, you know, uh, visual graphic. Yeah, you where know, you have the, the Godfather, who's Leonard, holding the strings. Yeah. yeah, and that's really kind of the theme. That's that's the reason behind why he's doing what he's doing. And he says in that, I didn't think about that, but you're you're right to
1: point that out. And he says, I wanted you to be the one. To hold yeah. the strings, yeah, which which may give further validity to the fact that the Godfather's been Michael all along. That you know, it's the passing from the father to the son, and yeah. and we see the development of the younger son,
0: and I don't, the reluctant king. And and by the time Michael was to be of age, the 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 goal was to have Michael not necessarily be a mobster, a powerful mobster, but to be a senator, as he said, yeah, a senator, senator. Uh, so I'd rather you hold the strings as a senator, yeah. as a governor. Not as a—is it, is it to say that I had to do it this way? Right. Vito, I, I wasn't going to be—I yeah. mean, it was, what, 1960 before the right. Catholic, first Catholic uh, yeah. you know, president? JFK, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was, it was really kind of impossible for Vito to become a powerful right. man. Which goes back, by the way, all the way to the first line, I believe, in America, mm-hmm. which maybe
1: Vito always did because he doesn't he doesn't sort of make the mistake of, you know, most of us now, especially today in today's political atmosphere, there's no difference between politicians and gangsters. You know, they're they're one and the same. But Vito in that scene absolutely believes that there's a legitimacy to, you know, we can be proud that I had a son who was a senator. True. Today I'm not sure uh, you know how many of us in the United States would 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 actually say that.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you think about a bonacera, I mean, to believe in America as an Italian-American during this time yeah, was... much say, different. Much, you know, it was, you know, coming to America and opening up your own little bakery. Right, uh, right. That, you know, that's about where it ended. You sure. Know, you know, um, which, you know, they made a comfortable living, I'm sure. If you were successful, you know, you, you whatever, you... You, you could provide for your family. Right. Um, but that's sort of where it stopped. I mean, yeah. you, you couldn't necessarily... Rise above that, right. and, and obviously Vito's um, aspirations was to sort of uh, rise above that to, to, right. real, to provide uh, for his family in a you know more profound way. It, but- it wasn't about money; it was about social mobility, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's basically what it is. His path to the legitimacy is not necessarily becoming rich or a millionaire. He could have done that with drugs. It's it's a different
0: sort of path, yeah. that he has in, in, in mind for Michael. That's what he wanted for Michael, and as he said, that there just there wasn't enough time, right? And uh, but you know, Michael never got there himself, right? And, you know, if you kind of you know flesh out the uh, the rest of the saga, he just it just never happened. He, never he, happens. He says, uh, you know, what? But he tries to reassure his father, who seems to be despairing at the time. You know, we'll we'll, we'll get there, yeah. Which you know it's an empty statement because within. A scene or two. He's he's dead. He's dead. With, yeah. you know, putting oranges in his mouth again with the yeah, oranges. Right. Again. Right. <laughs> an, an improvised scene, by the way. Yeah. That scene was, it's, it's never, was never described in the book. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the, the plan was to sort of uh, just shoot right to the, yeah. the funeral scene. Um, you know, to obviously imply that yeah. it was a death. Um, but I, I can't imagine the film without that scene. No, I can't yeah. either. It's, yeah. it's it's it's, and. Uh, yeah, getting back uh, I didn't think we fully talked about the uh, the scene in the the restaurant yeah just how that unfolds uh, just the the suspense that's created and I, I just I mean perhaps talking about the the choice of sound you know I think it's pretty mm-hmm. pretty interesting the the uh, what sounds like a, a subway coming yeah. screeching to a halt or the the you know the buildup of a Perhaps a subway under yeah. under the restaurant. Yeah, um, he, he goes into the the bathroom. It it's perhaps represents what's going on in his, his yeah. mind. It's, it's sort of used to build tension. In fact, when I pointed out to um, to my students, you know, did you did you hear the the subway? Did you hear? it? You know, none of them remember it. Really? They so we watch it again and they sort of. So it's almost like there is to, you know, almost to subliminally build some sort of some sort of tension. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, he he gets the gun, and it the subway fades. If I think I'm, I'm yeah. describing this somewhat correctly, and then he sits down again, and the uh, the little journey that he, he takes in his mind while he's sitting, the camera's on him the yep. entire time. Solazzo is speaking in Italian yeah. about something. It doesn't matter what he's saying. And McCluskey's eating. McCluskey's eating you know, the hog, right? <laughs> I mean, the, the swine. Which I find amazing how he gets his food so fast. I know. <laughs> you're <Yeah>. right
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, you're
0: absolutely right try yeah. the veal it's the best in the city and he says I'll take it and then within like Ten seconds. Yeah, it's he's there. got it, I yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. I wouldn't trust the veal. <laughs> Whenever I go in the north end, too, that's, that's that's what I'll say to whoever I'm with. Try the veal. Try the, yeah, of course.
1: That, that, again, <laughs> that becomes one of those iconic sort of messages, you know, or, or yeah. quotes.
0: North end of Boston, yeah. folks. That's what we're talking But about.
1: I think that, that that particular scene is, is you know, it's, it's really powerful. And it, it reinforces everything we've been talking about before. Where does he get the gun? It's in that old-fashioned, as Tessio said, to- toilet with the chain. Yeah. You know, those are, you know... Uh, those are few and far between at this point. Um, So, you know, where does Michael sort of make that transformation physically in the bathroom? Yeah. You know, all of this sort of, uh, you know, imagery that goes along with that.
0: And those are the details that Coppola, as you've mentioned before, is is famous for. Oh, yeah. Things that, um, you know, you you may not take note of, but you you see the film uh, on multiple viewings and you'll start seeing these things. Something as simple as, I heard him mention in an interview that when they're eating Chinese food right before Michael goes to the yeah. restaurant, um, the the Chinese food boxes are are blank, unlike, now, you know, nowadays, right. you know, usually a Chinese food box will have some sort of uh, red...
1: Yeah, that's right, know, a symbol on qu- them
0: or something, yeah. ...quasi, you know, vaguely Asian, you know, lettering or, or, or iconography. You know, back during that time, that, that you wouldn't see that. Yeah. Uh, he got the Coke bottles correct, you know, you know this... Uh, just little little things like that, or you know, perhaps, um, well, if you, you know, if you kind of look through, you know, at the cars. So the, obviously, the, the, the cars themselves are, period. Yeah. But something as detailed as some of the cars you'll see have wooden bumpers. Yeah. Because they were rationing, you know, the, you know certain metals during this right, time for, right. the, for, for the war. Right. And uh, often, you know, you'd get cars with, you know, sent, you know, you'd purchase a car with a wooden bumper with the promise yeah. you'll get a you'll get a real bumper, <laughs> and it's available <laughs> after the war. You know, so little stuff like that it just, just makes the, the film so authentic. And, you know, the, the family stuff, too, just, you know. I love the scene um, right before when they're about to make the hit on uh, Polly, Clemenza. And oh, yeah, the yeah, guy. yeah. You know, they're, they're all getting in the car. They're going into the, the city to find places to hide out at. But, you know, make sure you watch out for the kids, you know. So yeah. there's So there's always, like, kids playing yeah. nearby or, or, or wives cooking. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I get hungry every single time, you know, Clemenza gives his little recipe. Oh, whatever. for, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can almost taste yeah. the, you know, you know, the sauce my grandmother yeah. would make. And, you know, and Coppola did say that if the movie's bad, at least you have a good recipe. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know, so it's just great little
1: details like that. And, uh, you, know. I, I, you know, Coppola is first and foremost a storyteller. Uh, oh, and yeah. I don't think a lot of directors are storytellers in that sense uh that he is but this is a, this is a guy who understands story um and how it works and how narrative works and how you put
0: together things mm-hmm. uh, in 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 really uh, profound ways mm-hmm. the you know just if you've ever been to any which I'm sh- I'm sure you have um you know traditional italian wedding you know you know the types of glasses yeah. that wine that they serve yeah. with wine, you know, the not necessarily the the wine the chic wine. No, glasses, it's the
1: small little, yeah little glasses, yeah.
0: you know, and uh, you know the the wine with the you know the, the fruit floating yeah. in it, and uh, I guess uh, I didn't per- I've never personally seen this at any Italian wedding that I've been in, uh, involved with, but you know, uh, Copelus family was very standard to have these platters of wrapped sandwiches, yeah, uh, that you know. People would would throw yeah. like here you go. You know? I
1: never saw yeah. that at any of the weddings. I, yeah. I, I but I did see uh, at a wedding from my childhood, and I can't remember whose wedding it was. Uh, people going up to the
0: bride and groom and giving envelopes. Mm-hmm. So I had I have witnessed that before,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, which I love the line from uh, Paulie. Where it, again, it just in, in the in this little wedding scene, you know, you gotta you gotta know who's powerful. And of course, yeah. he we know who's powerful by that one line where he says 30 grand. Yeah, in small. Small bills, bills and yeah. Cash. If yeah. this was somebody's, somebody else's <laughs> wedding, yeah. You know, that's right. And uh, so it's just—it's uh, one of those films where you just where you you, you watch it a hundred times and you'll see something, yeah. something new every time, which um, I'm sure we're forgetting
1: a lot of. Oh little boy, detail. I, I don't think we've scratched the surface, but yeah. uh, I think that you know it, it's. It really changed the pace for American cinema too. Mm-hmm. I think it, it really made the direction go, uh, at least gangster films, uh, in a, in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a sympathetic villain yeah. in, in Michael Corleone, yep. um, and uh, you know today people still look up to to him. Uh, yeah. You know, it, and it set the it set the. You know, although Scarface is a remake, but it still set the the sort of stage for Pacino to play uh, that other iconic
0: figure. You know, yeah. uh, Tony Montana, right? And it kind of it's interesting because you know we we do find ourselves maybe rooting for is the wrong yeah. word, sympathizing perhaps. Yeah, is probably the, the right for, for people who are essentially evil. Which um, you know, cinema at least during this time didn't ask people to do that often, right? And uh, I always get a kick out of when I, you know, whenever you walk in through the mall or something or through a, a retail location and you'll see, like, these portraits of, like, Vito Corleone yeah. um, or Al Pacino. And you know, there's a whole market of people who will buy whatever T-shirts or, or um, you know, portraits of, of people and almost a... Glorify these evil individuals. <laughs> we have a bobblehead here, ladies and gentlemen, of uh, Don Vito Corleone. <laughs> what a—that's a pretty good likeness. That isn't. It looks just like. If the batteries
1: were working, it's—it's in Brando's voice. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. That is so. awesome. That is um, awesome.
0: I want one. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if you think about it, there's this college dorm rooms all over the country that have portraits. Right. uh Basically, glorifying yeah. these these. Well, look at the rap artists with with Scarface, you know, and
1: and all of that yeah. sort of iconography. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's
0: astounding. Yeah, and they're not these films aren't. They're they're not meant to uh, glorify no these no no. Any. They're meant to uh, I mean point out yeah uh, the the violence the inherent violence in this in this world in this mindset and especially with uh, you know you mentioned uh, Scarface you know that yeah. cra- I mean, Students will... Um, I'll see t-shirts of Tony... Oh, absolutely, I, you know, yeah. You know, the, yeah. the world is yours, and guy yeah. smoke... You're not meant to like these, yeah. guys, these individuals. You, right. you know, you're meant to... Feel bad for them at best. <laughs> yeah, and, but without them, could we have had? I mean, Scarface comes later, but without people
1: like uh, figures like uh, Michael Corleone, would we have had Darth Vader or Hannibal Lecter yeah. or some of these other figures that come later? That I mean, you know, the, the, it runs all throughout storytelling characters that are that are flawed like this. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, it, think of Milton's uh, Lucifer. You know, it's it, it goes back that far. Sure, uh, but there is something that I think. Mythological that that that
0: we're picking up on, right? Well, I mean, Shakespeare is. I mean, he's. What is he asking of us when we watch Richard the Third, right? I mean, yeah. or uh, Macbeth, right? I mean, exactly. Yeah. So it's uh, That's right, kind of a similar thing, and um, yeah, I mean, I mean, Coppola is a, a very anti-violence. Yeah, uh, he's very outspoken about yeah. you know, um, you know. In his in unjust warfare, yeah. that we're all, you know, all, 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 too often entangled in, as a, as a country, and you know, so he wasn't making, uh, if he he went, to, you know, he wasn't glorifying him. no, no, yeah. no. But he had received a lot of criticism from Italian, uh, oh, Italian yeah. communities. That you know, what are you trying to say about us? Yeah, kind of thing. And, and that's that wasn't his intention. You know, these are, he wasn't trying to represent an entire um, group of people, just. um you know, people who just happen to be Italian, right? Who did violent things, but I, I feel like we can go on and on. So maybe at some point we'll <laughs> we'll have a, we'll have to do a part two, a part two or something, <laughs> or you know, or we'll backtrack if we ever do yeah. Godfather Part Two. But uh, I, you know, appreciate you. Uh, well, thank you for having me once again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, this has been the uh, the Classroom Critics uh, podcast, and. Uh, we hope that you will go on to iTunes and, and rate the show and uh, perhaps go on to the Facebook page. Um, just look up Classroom Critics and uh, leave a comment. Keep the discussion rolling. We would love to encourage uh, any discussion about the great movies that we can and uh, talk about what we missed, what we got wrong, what we got right. We'd love to hear about it. No egos here. <laughs> and uh, We uh, thank you for joining us, and uh, we hope you join us next time on The Classroom Critics. Take care.